It's time for JT the Brick. The business I chose. That is real. That is bleeping real right now. Why am I bringing this up? It's what I do best. I screw up five times a day before breakfast. I'm not going crazy on this one. I'm not. I'm not going crazy. Does anybody listen to me? We talk balls on sports radio. JT the Brick. I don't have notes online. I just, it's off the top of my head. The whole radio show's off the top of my head. I don't have a three-hour pre-show meeting like those other guys where the interns write the show. It's all off the top of my head. We make memories on this show for the Raider Nation. Jump on with us. Do your job. Win these games. Let's be up 10 points in the fourth quarter. Let's go in and shock the world. We are not the official show of the practice squad. I want to talk about the starters and the impact guys who are going to put this team on the map. If this is too hardcore for you, turn the channel. Don't embarrass Bobby. Wow, I can go in 10 different directions today. No half-ass effort. I bring passion and energy for every second I'm on the radio. And now it's a tweet. Don't take it too seriously. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you on a busy, busy day. Inside the studios of Lotus Broadcasting, made it in time. Just interviewed the head coach, Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach. Uh, They moved the schedule. They changed the schedule, which is good for everybody. Uh, Thank God no cars in front of me on the 215, and I hit every light on Flamingo, which is a very rare, rare occurrence if you're coming down Flamingo from the mean streets of the 215. That will not be like that going forward, but we made it on time today. I feel like playing the coach interview right now because he was amazing, amazing, but we play that tomorrow. We let it breathe a little bit, but I just spoke to Antonio Pearson. He is one fired-up guy. He likes talking about you, the fans of the Raider Nation, the game plan, Robert Sala, the rushing game, AOC from the Charger game and what they tried to correct, and they did for the last victory over the Giants and what's at stake coming up Sunday night. Big game. A lot of people are ripping on this national schedule this week, rightfully so. You got some teams that are struggling. Tonight, you get a dog, Carolina and Chicago. That's a terrible game on paper. Awful. And then you get the Raiders and the Jets Sunday night, coming off the way the Jets played on Monday night, which was awful. And the Raiders are under 500, and they get a game that was not flexed out of for a number of reasons, I believe. First off, the Raiders are a compelling story. B, it's Las Vegas. And see, we're having the Super Bowl in Las Vegas this year. They're not going to flex out the Raiders. No way. The Raiders are going to get a chance to be part of the reward of having the Super Bowl here. So with all that, Raiders must win this game. It's going to be close to impossible, but not impossible. Don't take this out of context. But how do they make the playoffs if they don't beat the Jets and the Chicago Bears? It's, it's really difficult to spin that one. And... I think you have to win this game. You don't want it to be close. You want to put it away. It won't be as easy to put away at halftime the way the Raiders put away the Giants. And get ready. Uh, What they say, the slobber knocker. This is going to be a backyard brawl. This is going to be a very physical game. One of the more physical games of the year for the Raiders. A lot of fans want to look ahead. I'm not going to do that. We're not going to do that today. We're going to really focus on the Jets. What I've asked all of our great callers, we have the best callers in Vegas, when they show up, you know, sometimes I got to get them going. You know, I got to get them going. Got to give them something here. But from the black hole to the diehards to the ones who listen in Oakland and all around the country, you know who you are. This is one where I'm counting on you to be big on the game plan portion of this. Okay, this is not some show where we're looking to do some magic and make believe. I'm asking people to get in the trenches and talk about what could be a very ugly game, a game with some unexpected moments in it, and how the hell they get out of the victory Sunday night with a win. 
All I care about is sitting in the Modelo Cantina Lounge Sunday night starting the postgame show with an ice-cold Modelo and getting ready to go in a victory. Not fans leaving because the Raiders lost and, you know, with their heads down. That's my goal. Sunday night, post-game show, ready to roll. Got to win this game. And this is going to be a tough game to win, not because of the Jets' offense. I'm one of the few people from New York, New Jersey to Las Vegas and Oakland who's expecting Zach Wilson to play better. I'm expecting him to play better. Okay, I, did, I never heard who Tyson Bagent was. I had to kept practice, practice writing his name down phonetically all week. Tyson Bagent. And I'm like, who is this guy? He beat the Raiders. Whole reason the coach is gone and the GM is gone, the Chicago game. I love how everybody's coming out of the woodwork, every NFL insider, every YouTube. Let me take you down the road of what happened. I had the front row seat for the whole bleeping thing. Front row. I, I'm not, not the second row. The front row on the rail for everything that happened. Okay, you can talk about Jimmy G's contract, did Ziggler want him or not, this and that, the coach, the meetings. I was there for all of it. Okay, I take the high road here. I don't take what I get in the building and bring it to the radio show other than some X's and O's and some conversations and all that. The coach lost his job because of Chicago. Tyson Bajan embarrassed the Raiders on a clear, crisp day on the waterfront there of Chicago. And then the wheels came off in Detroit, where the Raider defense played well in Detroit, kept the Raiders in the game, field goals, field goals. I think Detroit was one of six, correct me if I'm wrong, on red zone visits, but the Raiders couldn't win. They had three completions in the first half. Then the meeting happened. Then the meeting happened with the players and the coach. Didn't go well. Then the owner met with some of the players. Then the owner called me, and people were talking about this, all that. You know, off the radio, what happened here? It started because the Raiders lost in Chicago. Okay, bloggers and everybody else, that's where it happened. If you weren't there for the game, it happened there. Now we're past Chicago, but Tyson Bajan won that game, and he looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. I didn't think Marcus Peters would make it out of that game. A lot of people didn't either because he didn't tackle in that game. Now it's all changed. Now the Raiders have some stability with the players, and I never thought there was a problem with the former regime and the coach. I mean, they were frustrated. Devontae doesn't get the ball, and he goes up there, and Max never says anything bad about anybody. You don't hear Max going on all these podcasts saying, oh, my God. You know what Max says? Really important. Make sure Max hears this because he listens when he's not practicing. You know what Max said? We keep our business in-house. Some people don't. And the insiders have a lot of connections with every organization. Ian Rappaport, Jay Glazer, Mike Garofolo, they all have connections inside the building. So do I. Some things you stay behind the doors, others you let out. But I'm just fascinated now how everybody knows what the hell happened. Everybody had the answer. I admit when I'm wrong, I'm wrong five, t- five times a day before breakfast. The one thing that the Raider fans got right, not all of them, but most of them, most of them was it wasn't going to work with the past head coach. I wanted it to work like everyone in the building did with the former head coach. It didn't. Now this coach is doing it completely different. Case in point today, the schedule changed. I used to interview him at 10.15. Now it's 11.15. Show's at noon. Got to drive to the show. No problem. Whatever the coach wants. The coach's schedule now and in the building is lighter. Everything's lighter. Okay, the meetings aren't as long. Coaches talking, getting more people to say, what would you like to do? No, specifically tell me, what do you like? We're new at this. Our offensive coordinator, what do you like? More communication. 
The old coach didn't like that communication. He wanted to call everything and control everything. Other coaches in the history of the organization did the same thing. Wanted to have full control. They couldn't just be the head coach. They wanted to be the coordinator. They wanted to be involved in every decision. This guy's different. This guy's different. One tease about our interview today for tomorrow, I asked him about the offensive line. I said, Coach, you were in the offensive line meetings all last week. What about this week? Same thing. He's in all the O-line meetings. That's his way of learning the offense and learning what they're doing in their scheme and what they're doing with Josh Jacobs and Devontae so he has an understanding of it during the week in the game plan as they put the final game plan together against the Jets. So I'm more concerned about the Jets than the Giants. Okay, so let's get that out of the way. The Giants, cigar party, everyone's happy. Everyone smile. Everyone love it. Great. Party as much as you want. I'm a glass house. I'm not telling everybody not to have a good time. I like to have a good time. You got to put down the cigars. You had Monday, Tuesday off, and you got to roll. And it sounds like they're rolling again with high energy, good practices, physical practices, and they have a lot of respect. I know Antonio Pierce has a lot of respect for Robert Sala from his 49er days as the defensive coordinator. He's familiar with this team and what they do on defense. It could be a big game for the tight ends, tight ends on both sides of the ball, both sides of the ball. Because both of these teams give up a lot of yards rushing. And the team that gives up the least amount of rushing yards will probably win this game. You don't want to see Bryce Hall get off to a big game. He's like a Saquon Barkley guy. Not as good, but he can break a couple of big runs. And I got to think the Jets' defense is nervous about Josh Jacobs because they stink. And the Raiders are right there, too. Statistically, both these teams are the bottom two out of three in the NFL at stopping the run. So both of these organ if if, th- if either one of these teams comes out throwing, I'll be shocked. But I think the Raiders have a better chance of coming out throwing because Aiden O'Connell is proving on his first read he can get rid of the ball. He can get rid of the ball and make a good decision, and if it comes out quickly, he's good. Not holding it, not holding it, looking through progressions. And Zach Wilson likes to hold on to the ball. I mean, this kid, he's not playing well. He's a gunslinger, man. He's not very good, but he takes hits. That's why the ball comes out. He waits for his receivers to get downfield, and then he's not very accurate, and he makes a lot of bad throws, and you can go get him. And, the, and Max Crosby should have a very big game. I put it out in Twitter to start the show at JT the Brick on Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it. How many sacks do you think Max will get in this game? Now, I'm not an individual guy. I'm not an individual guy. I'm a team guy, but I also like to point out the stars. If Max is going to win the Defensive Player of the Year, follow me for a minute, Defensive Player of the Year, he could start to win it in this game. He could have three sacks again. Three sacks are hard. You know, you think two, two and a half, you're like, that's a pretty good game. Max is going to have a big game here, and I think that the Jets are going to coach against it. Nathaniel Hackett got swept by the Raiders, got fired in Denver. He knows a lot about Max Crosby and Nathaniel Hackett, I can promise you. And what he's going to do is he's going to run away from Max, and he's going to make sure they chip Max because they don't have a very good offense to begin with, so they're going to leave someone in to chip Max, and the ball's going to come out a little bit quicker. I'm concerned. I think Zach Wilson's going to play better. Not better than Aiden O'Connell. He's going to play better than the way he looked the other night, which he looked like garbage, hot garbage in that game. And I talked to Jet fans who went to the game, and you won't believe what those fans are going through in that stadium, both teams, Giants and Jets. If you bought season tickets to either one of those teams, you got some Raider fans this year blanking and moaning. 
you get a Rick Ross concert, you know, you get Marshawn Lynch dancing, you get Babyface, you get all, you know, Don Felder, you get entertainment. I know you'd rather win the game, that you, but the entertainment's good. How'd you like to go to that dump in, in, in Secaucus, East Rutherford, in that dank, cold, they built it like 30 years behind schedule. It looks like they're ready to knock it down and build it again. Parking sucks. You can't get in and out of the place. And the product's the worst it's ever been in the history. The history of the Meadowlands, MetLife. Jet and Giant fans combined are saying the worst year of football since football came to New York with the Giants, the flagship team, and then the Jets came along. Think of, Let that sink in. We got a lot of Raider fans who have been blanking and moaning on this show and other shows for months. Fire the coach. Fire the coach. We lose again. <laughs> You've been watching what's going on in New York? I do. I listen to New York sports radio, and I, listen, I watch New York sports television. I'm from New York. You, you watch it there. It, it looks like a nursery school out here, the coverage compared to what they get out there. Case in point, we'll play some of it for you right here. Michael Kay, the voice of the Yankees, on ESPN Radio, had the coach on. Now, I want you to listen to the very end where the coach on live radio could not answer a question. Tell me how uncomfortable this sounds. But things have changed over three years, Robert. You've had different offensive coordinators before uh, the change to Hackett this year, and you've had different weapons around him, and the one constant is Zach, and the one constant is last year he couldn't start over over Mike White. So, I, uh, first of all, this, this shouldn't be litigated. Now, I never understood with a, a 39-year-old quarterback why a guy who couldn't start last year was the first line of defense if he went down. You've got Trevor Simeon uh, in your building. Why, why not give him a try? No, I got you. No, it's, uh, again, a fair question. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, like I said, he, he, I don't know. You got me. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to plead the fifth on all this one in terms of just. He said to Michael K, I don't know. I'm going to plead the fifth. Oh my God. I'm not saying Robert Sal is a bad guy. I just interviewed Antonio Pierce. Eloquent. Robert Sala went on radio in New York City and basically said, why aren't you sitting this guy down? You got Trevor Simeon. He can play. And he's like, I'm gonna, uh, 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 I'll take the fifth. That's trending in New York. Okay, that's trending in New York. Those Jets want to get back to playing football. The only thing that's going to shut up the New York media is a win against the Raiders. So they want to get the hell out of there, come to Las Vegas, get in a hotel, relax, and win a football game. Uh, more on this. Now, Quinn and Williams and Troy Aikman. So I noticed this first. I watched the game. And when the game was on, I asked my producers on Mad Dog, I was saying, Aikman's killing them. I mean, Troy Aikman was destroying them. And I said, he's being a little bit hard. And then Buck and Aikman went on Scott Van Pelt after when they were laughing about the Jets. So the report is here that they were talking about, the inference here is that Troy Aikman interviewed Quinnen Williams. He was in the meeting. And Williams said he's the highest paid decoy. Because he doesn't have many stats this year. Nothing, really. And he's one of the best players in the league. I want to compare him to Daryl Russell. Remember Daryl Russell, who played his first two years with the Raiders? He went pro bowl, pro bowl. It was incredible. And then, unfortunately, he passed away. And once a Raider, always a Raider. This kid reminded me a lot of Daryl Russell. So he's embarrassed by this. And he went in front of the media to try to clean it up. I can say, can I say something real quick? 
I seen something like Troy Aikman said that I said something about being a decoy. Like, I never said that. Like, I never talked to Troy Aikman. I never said that to Troy Aikman. Like, I don't know where he got that from. Like, I never came out of my mouth that I was a, the highest-paid decoy or something like that, he said, on a Monday night or something like that. Yeah. So, I never said that. Like, I never talked to him before the game. I never alluded to that. Like, it's never been out of my so, mouth. So. so, you never had a conversation? Like, I never had all. a conversation with him at all. So, for, to hear him say that I said that is kind of like uh, upsetting that he would lie on me like that or say that I said that. So, that's kind of kind of weird to me. So. It was a little misleading what he said. Yeah, it was, yeah, for sure. It was definitely misleading. So, Wow. That's a big deal. He's calling out Troy Aikman saying it never happened. Aikman said it happened. I trust Aikman. Aikman's a hell of a broadcaster, a Hall of Famer. I mean, say what you will. I mean, Troy Aikman doesn't make a lot of mistakes on a broadcast in one of those seats. He's got the seat at Monday Night Football. So my takeaway on this is simply this. I'm not doing this to stir the pot. I want the Raiders to win. I'm not doing anything here crazy. I'm telling you, this is the last stand for the Jets, and it's the last stand for the Raiders. Both of these teams have underachieved. Aaron Rodgers... The reason the tickets were printed, the reason the game was on the schedule was Aaron Rodgers, that's it. Aaron Rodgers is the reason the Jets are playing Sunday night and all those New Yorkers are out here because of Aaron Rodgers and he couldn't play. He was gone the first four plays of the year. And the Raiders at this point, I was talking to my dad today, and he said, yeah, the Raiders look pretty good. I go, yeah, Dad, they do. They played unbelievable. I just talked to the coach, man. They're fired up in there. He's like, great. And what happens, and I said, if they win, they're 5-5. Five and five. And my dad, who's 85 years old, and by the way, happy birthday to my mom yesterday. My mom, November 8th, turned 84 years old. God bless my mom. My dad said to me, I thought the Raiders' record was better than that. You know, he's 85 years old. He doesn't have the, he doesn't have the paper and the standings in front of him. I said, no, Dad, but they're getting there. So the Raiders are just trying to get to 500. So the Raiders are trying to get to 500. The Jets are trying to not go below 500. Have you taken a look at the AFC? Have you taken a look at the Ravens and the Dolphins? Have you looked at Joe Burrow and the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs? There's no room to lose this game, everybody. This is it. And the Raiders have all the momentum on their side. They're pretty healthy. Spillane broke the hand, taped it up, cast it up, whatever he did. That was heroic. I love all this. I think the Raiders will win the game. I don't make predictions. I feel pretty good about it. And I think if the Raiders win this game, man, it's just going to keep building momentum. And then they have to win one out of the next two against the Dolphins in Kansas City. Just one. (laughs) Win one of those games, whole season changes. But nothing matters unless you beat the Jets. That's the monologue brought to you by Golden Entertainment. They own Arizona Charlies. They own the Strat. 64 great locations for PTs, the Laughlin Entertainment Center. There's a lot happening there. They fuel the monologue. Best happy hour in town, 5 to 7. Midnight to 2, there's a Golden Knight game coming up Friday, pregame, right there at PT's. Grab an Uber, go to PT's, you know, have a couple drinks, happy hour. I mean, come on, go to a PT's, they're everywhere. You go have a couple of beverages, you get in an Uber, you go right to the game, you get dropped off. Unbelievable experience there. Happy hour, and then when the game's over, you go back, they got a new happy hour. Unbelievable what they do over there. 702-365-9200. Key to the show, next two days. How to beat the Jets. I'm asking for specifics from callers on how to beat the Jets. Don't overlook them. Don't tell me they suck. They're a, it went from a favorite to a pick'em game. 
can, can we move the needle or what? My tweet got a lot, got a lot of juice on that tweet. Uh, on them being the underdog, and now I'll give you the moving line coming up here in a minute. So let's get the Raider Nation going. Uh, let's put down the cigars. Let's put down the cigars. Let's go and let's get going. Let's go win this game and get back to hardcore Raiders winning. Hardcore Raider, perfect segue to start us off. Go ahead. Hey, JT. Yeah, dude. To me, the game plan's got to be pretty simple. Uh, I know they got a good defense, so I don't want to disrespect them, but. I feel like the Jets, they have a really good defense, but with Wilson, I just feel like he's like a boxer on the ropes. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I, I want to go after the quarterback early. Uh, you know, we, we got to get pressure on him. We got to get him down to the ground. Meaning, you know, I don't care if you got to rush two or three guys, but we got to get in his head early. Um, after that, I would say, like I said yesterday, the offensive line, it's not like I'm going to ask them to do a whole lot more. Just block your guy for an extra half a second. If we can get an extra half a second and they hold their blocks just for a tiny bit longer, that's going to help us. I would ask Aiden O'Connell to rush two, maybe three times, use his legs to get a first down, mm-hmm. just to show that, that threat. And then the last thing, uh, you know, this coach has talked about uh, building the morale of the team, lifting the team up, and a lot of people out there think that this energy is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say I'm gonna say hogwash to that because, to me, the motto of just win, baby, if, if you break it down of, of, like, really what that's supposed to mean and how I feel maybe the expectations weren't set very high going into this year – I would absolutely use this uh, to our advantage because this is a must-win game. If we want any shot at the playoffs and the Super Bowl in Vegas, it's a long shot, but yet it doesn't matter. We still have a chance. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I would use that as motivation to this team to lift their spirits up and say the eye on the prize to make the playoffs starts right now. And we're not backing down, and we're actually going to set the expectations h- higher, mm-hmm. and our plan is to go to the playoffs enough of uh, whatever happened in the past. We're moving forward. We're going to go get this W and then move on from there. Nicely done. Appreciate it. Thanks for starting us off. I love the leadoff hitters when they come in here. Now the leadoff hitter goes. You can come on in too. Open line for you, 702-365-9200. The Jets lost to the Chargers 27-6 at home on Monday night, snapping their three-game winning streak. Since the 2019 season, the Jets have 14 games, 14 with six or fewer points. No other team has more of such games including the Panthers and the Giants. So the Jets won three in a row, and they were no good on offense. How do you think that happened? Defense. Defense. This is a good defense. Very good defense. I can't believe their run statistics are as bad. The the Raiders are bad also. But the Jets have an elite secondary. The Raiders have a better secondary. Not better than the Jets, but it's an improved secondary. Trayvon Merrick is having a good year. Marcus Epps is having a good year. I think that uh, it's tough to say what's happening on the outside. Jacorian Bennett now is rookie year. I kind of had a feeling this would happen here. But Amik Robertson has emerged for a guy who's going to make plays and get more playing time. I think that the Raiders have to get a great game, great game out of Spillane here. He's got to be great in this game. And they're so high on him in the organization now from playing through pain and injury. I love that about him. That's how you build legend. I'm not saying that Robert Spillane is Phil Villapiano, Matt Millen, Rod Martin, all guys I know well, but he's building something within the organization because he cares so much about the Raiders. He's feeding off Mad Max. He wants to be the leader, the green dot guy, and he wants to play through injury. A lot of guys would not play through this injury. He has no problem with it. Like this guy a lot. He's got to have a monster game. NorCal Raider on the Raiders mobile app. Thank you. Hey, how you doing, JT? Doing good. What's happening? Um, 
I was I was watching the last game a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, I was seeing a, a little bit. Of, there was a little bit like a little bit of delay on, on scoring some of those touchdowns, like with Josh Jacobs. I was kind of I was kind of hoping that they would have do something about the backup offensive backup uh, running back because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like you could use like a big um, running back, something like a Wheatley or something from the. To go for the pilot. Yeah, I, I think it's too late for that, my friend. Josh Jacobs is not coming off the field. Zeus, the backup running back, is not getting much touches since he was drafted here because Josh Jacobs just won't come off the field. Led the league in rushing. He's a bell cow workhorse back. He's good in goal line. He's physical. I mean, they're sure that you can find a bigger back than him around the league here, but they're not getting away from Josh Jacobs. Jakob Johnson, who had the concussion here, leading the way is an issue now because he was concussed, but it's Josh Jacobs from here on out, and he's got a little bit of momentum here, and he's going to get the ball even more. Yeah, um, yeah, man, I understand that part. I just, just somebody, just even if they could just run at least three or four um, carries a game, just to, you know, yeah. help, sure. with that, help with that struggling. But for the most part, the team looks looks decent. That's what you do. I mean, we beat uh, a team that wasn't very good, and that's what that's what teams do. And I feel like this this team, we actually last time we played, we actually mm. just took them off the map, and we haven't done it in a very long time, so it was really enjoyable. Yep. Appreciate the call. There's an opportunity to win and stack another win. I thought the Giant game was going to be not relatively easy, but I thought they beat the Giants by a score of 10 points, you know, 7 to 10 points. The Jets, it's a pick game for Vegas. I mean, Vegas thinks this can go either way, and from asking the public about it, wink, wink, which is kind of fun, ask the public about gambling. I might as well save that now. I don't need to save it for later. <laughs> I mean, do you know how these casinos love you? I mean, these casinos, when you bet sports, just laugh. They know you're going to win. You're never going to take your money out of the account. You're going to keep it, letting it ride. You're going to bet parlays and give it all back to them. So I asked all the fans about how could the Raiders be an underdog, and please go read the tweets. I appreciate everybody who responded, but I got everything, anything opposite of everything you can ask. You know, and the Jets, the bottom line is the Jets – it's a pick 'em game now because the Jets' defense is really good and they're coming off a loss. And it's an important game for them and they're well coached defensively. And we got a rookie quarterback. The bottom line is it's a pick 'em game because we have a rookie quarterback. Forget about the other one. The other one was taken number two overall. Two overall in the first round. He's proven he can play, but now he's a disaster. And they're keeping him in the game. Our quarterback, I think, is better than a fourth round pick, hopefully. Good value, good player, but he's a rookie. And in the last game, it was a clean sheet, but no touchdowns. And the Jets are going, we got this guy. <laughs> if he couldn't throw a touchdown against the Giants, we got him. We'll, 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 we'll take care of this guy, I promise you. That's what they're thinking. And the Raiders' offensive line, I believe, is coming up their best game of the year. I have the stats to back it up, and the Raider O-line is going to have to do a fabulous job. 702-365-9200 if you want to get in. We are brought to you by the DeCastaverde Law Group. Again, I can't thank Alex DeCastaverde and Orlando enough for bringing part of their staff over to our live remote last Friday at La Casa Cigars. If you get into an accident, 702-222-9999. They have the two big billboards right outside of Legion Stadium, and they're proud partners with me. Very humbled by that. They're the best if you get into an accident, the DeCastaverde Law Group. First and foremost, just a mentally tough team. You know, a team that, that you see out there saying, damn, 
that's how football's supposed to be played. Running the ball, stopping the run, having fun, doing it as a team, and more importantly, like the love and passion for the game. I hope that when you if you if you never get to come to one of our games in the stadium, that when you watch on television, like, damn, them dudes love ball. They love ball. They love playing for one another. And if I can get that, uh, I've, I've accomplished one of my goals. JT, as we continue on, Antonio Pierce, I interviewed him today. He was fantastic. You'll hear it tomorrow. Also, we added Ethan Greenberg to the show. He's a team reporter for the Jets. He will join us at the top of the hour. Looking forward to talking to him. He came highly recommended from my former boss at the Raiders, who went to the Jets and now went on to being a professor, and I'm excited to talk to this young man. So he'll join us at the top of the hour. Supposed to have Tommy White from the 872 Laborers and Johnny Katz, our entertainment reporter, every two weeks. Big hit coming up for him with F1 right around the corner. There's a lot of F1 videos running around. If you haven't seen it now, it's go time. You know, making the sign of the cross. Let's get this, let's pull off this F1 and get it in, get it over with, and move from there. Snow Raider, Tahoe, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. Hey, thanks, Bobby. Thanks, JT. Looking at Big Blue right now. We got some snow-capped mountains, and they're blowing snow. So be sure to get out here this season, JT. Mm-hmm. Um, my keys to the win is going to be keep it simple like the former caller, but also no mistakes. Limit the mistakes. That starts with no turnovers like last game, and then with the penalties. Keep them low if uh, as any. Don't get any penalties. It's going to be a grinder. Mm-hmm. I- I'm with you. I'd like a nice comfortable lead like last week in the fourth, but I think this is going to be a grinder. Their defense is that good. And that keep the penalties and mistakes down, and we can squeak one out probably with Carlson on our special teams. That's what I'm going. Go Raiders. Yeah, that could happen. It could be a field goal game. It could be one of those games that will revert back to that. It just comes down to the wire, and you're looking for time. How much time is left? Can the Raiders get the ball back? Can the Raiders run out the clock? One of those things. It's got that feel to it. It's got that feel to it. Thor. Out in Summerlin. Good to see you at the remote, Thor. Appreciate you. And at the Black Hole. What's happening? JT, my brother, what's happening, man? I am fired up. I finally saw what I was expecting last week from this offense. I know the Jets have a good defense, but let's not get it twisted. The Giants have a decent defense, and we put up like we should at 30. So I think the key to this game is just not no stupid turnovers, no stupid penalties, and run the football Run the football, run the football, and get get key first downs and key touchdowns, and and play solid like we know we should. We have too much talent. We finally started running the ball and spreading the ball around. I mean, Devontae only had four catches. Uh, Hunter Renfro, there was a Hunter Renfro sighting, but he only had two catches. It's not like we have so much offensive talent. You can, no one needs to have to, as long as you spread it around, I think we're damn near impossible to stop. So, I want to go out there, I want another rocking chair win, I know the Giants defense is good, but their team was lucky to beat the New York football Giants the week before, mm-hmm. and if we play the way we can play, they don't. I don't think they want to come in and see us I, Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Uh, you would have to talk about if the Raiders played as good as they did against the Giants. The Raiders haven't. The Raiders had a couple of big breaks this year against quarterbacks. They played Russell Wilson when his head was just marbles, right? Just a mess. You go back to that first game. He got Russell Wilson at the best time you could ever play him, Week One. He's clearly better now. They're fixing that. They will fix that, and they are fixing that. 
you know, we had Tyson Bajan, lost to Tyson Bajan. You look at some of the other games here that we've had, lost to Kenny Pickett. Twice. Christmas Eve last year, really the end of car, and then this year we lost to Kenny Pickett. We were playing, what, Danny DeVito, right, this last guy, John Travolta, the guy who played for the Giants. <laughs> we got him, and now we get Zach Wilson. He's like gifts from God, like football gods. They're giving us quarterbacks here that aren't elite. They're not even in the next category or the third or fourth category. So that's it. Got to beat these quarterbacks, man, because the next two is Tua. I like us against Tua. I like us against Tua. And then we got Mahomes. And we get Mahomes at home before the bye week. And that's a game that a lot of Raider fans are excited about. I'll believe it when I see it, when we stop the misdirection. When we stop the misdirection for the first time under Andy Reid, I'll believe it when I see it. Gangster Raider checking in on the flagship. Hello. Hey, JT. First of all, I want to say happy 21st birthday to my son, my youngest son, Jelani, a.k.a. Triple G. But I'm a little bit disappointed because he's sick. He got COVID. And oh, I'm brother, sorry to hear his that. Brother, his brother is sick, too, but he tested negative. But the birthday boy tested positive. We're supposed to be out there in Vegas today, right now. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to have people meet us at the Radio Tavern and Grill at 630. And I, I want to announce to everybody we won't make it. But if you were going to come, still go and celebrate and um, celebrate with um, Vegas Jess, him getting his license or whatever. But also I want to say happy happy birthday to your mom. And Thank it's a trip you. Because I remember last year when I came to celebrate my other son's birthday on May 18th, I think your son was turning 21 too, yeah, right? Yeah, May 24th. My son and yeah, my dad have the same that's, birthday. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. And your mom's birthday the day before my son's. We got a lot of yeah. um, things in common for, as far as birthdays or whatever. For sure. But, you know what I'm saying? I, um, I was supposed to have everybody meet us at the Terrators Tavern and Grill today, but I want y'all to still go, but we won't make it or whatever because okay. my son's sick. And I, what kind, I still was thinking about going on my own, but I was like, what kind of father would I be abandoning my son on his 21st no, birthday? No, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a little bummed out, but as far as keys to the game go, I think keys to the game, we have to attack on both sides of the ball. And when I say attack, I mean, running the ball with force and with purpose. And do you know the, the uh, status of um, Jacob Johnson? Because I think he's going to be very important in this game. Yeah, we'll get the he... injury report coming out here, and uh, he should be coming through, I believe, right. and be. But I, I don't have the, uh, the injury report from today. But we'll let you go with the news of your son. Happy birthday to him. Uh, we'll be thinking of him. I'll toast a Modelo for him, a uh, little... Little tequila commissario. We'll get a little Remy Martin team up for excellence, and we'll catch you at the next game. All right, that's why right, GT. I mean JT. I love y'all and say keep it gangster, y'all. And you tell um, Coach Pierce, I see what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Mm-hmm. Keep it gangster. I'm gone. You got it. Well, Coach Pierce is really a hell of a guy. Uh, let me just say this before we get to Lee Sterling coming up. Coach Pierce reminds me of many people I've met in my life. Many people. I'm blessed to say this. Who have an opportunity and they don't want to blow it. They don't want to squander it. And that that's rare. A lot of people get an opportunity, and it's like, hey, I'm here for a while. I'm not going to be here long. Look at me. Look at me. He's a guy that knows he is auditioning for the NFL, the entire NFL. And if it works here, Mark Davis will have a really big decision to make with him going forward, just like other coaches, and the rest of the league will see what he can do. I can tell the guy is highly motivated for this. The way he walks around the building is just different. There's an air of confidence that he has, and he wants everyone involved. He's the type of coach that wants everyone else to get the credit. You know what I mean by that? He wants everyone else to get the credit. 
And that's hard to do. A lot of people say that, and they claim to do that when the lights are on, the cameras are on them. No, from what I'm sensing, he really means that. He wants everybody to have a good time. He wants them to enjoy life. And you don't want to enjoy life 30 years from now and look back and say, hey, that was fun, I did that. No, you want to enjoy it while it's happening. And then when they get into the building, you know, Kenny King talked about it yesterday when he joined us, the Raider legend, two-time Super Bowl under Tom Flores. Tom Flores kept everything calm, was never about him was always about his players. And I'm sensing that Antonio Pierce, it's all about his players. And he wants them to succeed, and he's going to make it lighter. He's going to make them feel more engaged, and he's going to ask them their opinions. And I like that about all that. Grimaldi's, the best beats I ever had. No doubt about it. The locations. I go to Boca Park. I get the Brooklyn Bridge pizza every time. Great wine list. Caprizi salad. Fantastic. You can get it to go and pick it up and come right and take it home. Grimaldi's, the best pizza I've ever had. Lee Sterling, he was 2-1 last week. He's got three games for free. For free, a professional handicapper. He'll give them to you next. Yeah, lunch pill. Hard hat. Broke his hand early in the game. Against the Lions, never flinched. Didn't miss a snap, taped it up, kept going. Next day, came in, had surgery, got it cast up, went out there and played every snap. Um, that's the mentality you want. You know, you got your superstars, you got the guys that get all the credit, and you got guys like this, the lunch pail guys that just come to work every day and does it with a smile. He's been like that since day one. I remember the first time we talked over the phone. When we signed him, his energy, I could feel his, his fire in his belly of being an undrafted guy getting cut from one team, not getting the opportunity he thought he was going to get at certain places, and he brought that here. And the first thing he did when he got here was give a match Crosby, and he tried to match that energy. It didn't work out. But what he's done for us is the, the, mental, the mental part. You know, been really good for Patrick Graham, our linebacker core, and our defense because he does a lot of things pre- and post-snap that helps us. Oh, uh, Robert Spillane, I've been talking about it. Hey, we just added Mike Golick. Mike Golick's going to join us. How about that? He's calling the game on Westwood 1. He's going to be here. I go back a long way with Mike. So we, that's a good ad, man. We're going to have him at 1.30. Uh, Johnny Katz is coming in at some point, entertainment. And we have a Jets insider at the top of the hour. We are loaded up today. Hope to hear from you. But we have Lee Sterling, who I'm excited, coming off a 2-1 in one week. Uh, Lee Rowland. And how about the breaking news out here? Raiders finally woke up, had a big game after I saw you in Chicago beating the Giants. Oh, much needed. So uh, when uh, – well – will uh, certainly help out uh, all the people that are upset, uh, mm-hmm. you know, either with the performance of the team or the change in coaching staff. But uh, I think they made a, made a wise decision going with Pierce. I think he's the right guy for the right time. All right, let's get into Michigan yep. at Penn State here, minus four and a half. Whoa. Wolves are at the door with Harbaugh. I mean, I'm taking the Harbaugh thing lightly. I'm not going out on one side or the other for a number of reasons. Sign stealing, a lot of teams do it, but he seemed to have a guy that was really over the top who eventually resigned here. Is this a distraction to Michigan against a Penn State team who beats everybody other than Michigan and Ohio State? Big game for James Franklin. If he wants to win this game, I think he's got to be aggressive, maybe take a chance, a trick play, uh, do something. You've got to come up with a play. Hasn't been shown for this year. That's what great coaches do. They'll introduce three, four, five plays per week. They think they can work against an opponent. So we're going to find out how good a coach he is because 
you have the number one and the number two defense in Michigan and Penn State. Now, Penn State had played nobody. They were ranked number three. They went to Ohio State. They did not convert a third down on their first 15 tries, not until less than a minute to go in the game. Now Michigan, ranked two or three, depending on the poll you look at, they haven't played anyone either here. They're going to have to go on the road. I think this is one of those years, JT, where there is no one great team out there. Don't be surprised if the Big Ten, the top teams, all three of them end up with one loss here. I think the wrong team's favorite. I think Penn State finally getting it done at home matters 24-21 over Michigan. Wow, Lee Sterling gives you Penn State outright over Michigan. We'll remember that. All right, let's move on to the NFL. Baltimore-Cleveland, very interesting game. I love Cleveland's defense, one of the best in football, but Baltimore is playing unbelievably well, too. The quarterback situation still with Deshaun Watson. What, what, where is he at with the shoulder? Does he play a little or a lot? Does he re-injure himself? I love the way Baltimore is playing. Line opened up initially, minus 4.5 will play it. Baltimore minus 6.5. It hasn't gotten to 7 at home against the Browns. Well, last three weeks, best team in football. They have destroyed the Lions, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks by a combined 73 points. Offense looks great, finally, and Baltimore's defense lead the league in sacks with 35, and they're giving up the fewest points with 13.8. But let me tell you something. Cleveland isn't far behind here. This is a defense, ranks number one, total yards allowed, number one in pass defense, and third in scoring defense. I think Deshaun Watson is at least... 90% 90% the first game, which was week four, Dorian Thompson-Robinson played. The Ravens buried him 28-3. to mm-hmm. Interdivision revenge. When you go on the road, it's one of the strongest handicapping trends over the last decade. Almost 64% take mm-hmm. the six and a half points. I think Baltimore escapes 26-23, but I think the Cleveland Browns plus the six and a half an easy right-side call. Baltimore wins. They don't cover the spread. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Check out the website. It's transparent. He gives you every pick. If you're a customer, client of his, he'll take you through the journey. One of the best I know. Let's get to the other game. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, minus 6.5 against Houston. I went back and watched the Houston game. Two games I watched again this week was Philly and Dallas, and I wanted to see that Houston game because of the way C.J. Stroud played. I mean, he threw seven or eight deep balls on a line. His pocket presence was great. Line opened up eight and a half for Cincinnati. Sharp money coming in on Houston. Uh, we'll play it where you played it at. Uh, Cincinnati minus six and a half at home. Hopefully not a trap game. Can I say that trap game for the Bengals? How do you see this one? I don't think so. I think it's because of Chase's and also uh, Higgins' uh, injury situation. The list is questionable. I do think that both will play. The Bengals, I mean, their offense is rolling right now. They took apart the Buffalo defense. C.J. Stroud, um, I mean, incredible performance. The way he looks off defenders, the best rookie performance by a quarterback since, you'll remember this name, Mark Bolger, 470 yards. But the problem is here, they can't run the football. 3.1 yards per per rush here without Damian Pierce. Uh, Also lost their kicker uh, for one, he's going to be out. So um, I think it's going to be tough for Houston. Congratulations. Welcome to the Queen City. I, I think Cincinnati does a number on them here, 36 to 24. 
Wow, 36-24 on that one. Well, look at that. Okay, Cincinnati is my Super Bowl pick to get there out of the AFC, and I think they're playing really good ball right now. Lee, finally, the game of the week is a big one. Tell the listeners how to get San Francisco, a three-point favorite at Jacksonville, as I've said for weeks. Jacksonville's got to eventually establish a home field in Jacksonville. It's more in London than it is in Jacksonville. And, and the fans in Duval County will show up for this. Niners coming off a bye. Then you put them on the road all the way out there. They've lost three in a row. I'm fascinated by this game because the Niners are trying to break a three-game losing streak. How do we, how do we get it to everyone? Well, we're going to give it to the first five callers to call 800-400-9741. First five callers will get this game on me. It's a huge one. There's a clear right side winner to this game. And if you want to hop on board, the biggest game in our 30-year history. How about this? Mm. Biggest weekend we have. We rate our games from 10 to 50 units. First time ever, a 40 to 50-unit play on Saturday and a 40 to 50-unit best bet on Sunday. We're 62-20 and 20, lifetime on these 40 to 50-unit plays. Everything. Those two plays and five other college football and NFL selections. Seven selections, just $117, one place, ParamountSports.com. And he's got this one, San Francisco, Jacksonville. Come on, everybody. First five callers get it for free, ParamountSports.com. Be well, Lee. Talk to you next week. Sounds good, JT. Lee, Lee Sterling. He also goes on with Q and puts a lot of work in. I just hung out with him in Chicago for a weekend with his wife. His daughter sang the anthem in Chicago. She was brilliant. And hopefully we get a chance to see her again do that out west. She was fantastic. All right. Let me get to Ira in Tennessee before the top of the hour. Hello, Ira. Go ahead. Thank you very much, JT. Again, I think the key to the game, we, I wanted to see Josh Jacobs get that 100 yards mm-hmm. on Sunday, and he didn't get it. So I think the key to the game is going to be the running game and the defense. Uh, Aiden O'Connell is going to throw for a lot of yards, but I believe – this game has to come down to Josh Jacobs handing him the ball and running the ball and just trying to get over 100 yards because I, I think that would, would seal a victory for the Raiders this Sunday. Yeah, I don't think everybody's too concerned. Appreciate the call about the 100 yards, just more the win, and he should have got 100 yards, went backwards on a play. This game will be a heavy dose of Josh Jacobs, and Josh Jacobs is involved in the process now with Bo Hardegree and Antonio Pierce. So if he likes a certain way to run the ball outside, inside, second down compared to first down, whatever it is, he's now involved. His voice is involved more than it's ever been. Hopefully that engages him to even play better and to play at a faster pace and to continue to run hard. Josh got off to a very slow start this year. A lot of it had to do with the offensive line. I think they were playing poorly. Jimmy Garoppolo played poorly, and no one got going. Now there's no excuse. They got to win. They got to beat the Jets. Aiden O'Connell's a young quarterback, so they have to run it. This is the time for Josh Jacobs to dominate the NFL and get rolling again. Mike Golick next hour, Johnny Katz.